Blessings to all. This is G. Craig Lewis here with another XCast podcast. Here to bring you some information uh, that you may not know or may not be aware of. And I'm uh, here to talk with a, a friend who is no stranger to uh, the XCast audience. This is my good friend, Brother Wendell Mosley. How you doing, Wendell? Hey, I'm doing great, Craig. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to have you on once again. And uh, this time it's kind of a change of pace. We're usually talking about the music industry, gospel music and secular music and all those different things where you have uh, a lot of uh, expertise uh, or well-versed in. But you're also well-versed in something else that me and you have been talking about. And I wanted to just come on and uh, talk about it. I've been getting a lot of emails. A lot of people are concerned about the upcoming election. Me and uh, Pastor McKissick, we just did a podcast about Obama's decision to back gay marriage and that kind of thing. But I guess the most important or, or the most uh, uh, I, I frequently asked question that comes from all of our information concerning uh, Obama is, you know, who do we vote for? And right. pe- and people feel like that it is our constitutional uh right as well as mandate to vote that we should vote and no matter what no matter whether or not we have good candidates or bad candidates this is the one time that the old church folks and the holy ghost field uh sanctified field with the power of god folks will allow you to choose the lesser of two evils <laughs> when it comes to an election. Any other any other walk of life, anything else that has to do with God, we are to rightly divide it and say it's either black or it's white. There's no lukewarm, middle, gray ground until it comes to elections. In election right. time, they want to separate Christianity from politics, but then they want to be political about their Christianity. So these are things that are very uh, confusing uh, to to a lot of people. And I wanted to bring you on so that you could kind of share some background, because I think it's important that people know the background and the history of the whole voting process and God's people and how they interact with a pagan society concerning voting. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, we 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 live in a system. We live in an economic system where um, people are more interested in uh, a human ruler per se than than God as a ruler, and all of this was was set up um, uh, with with the uh, the basically the children uh, of Israel um, and uh, and God's tenure uh, with those people. Um, but what I would like to do, if you'd allow me to to basically set up or frame the situation mm-hmm. in which we're, uh, we're we're having today. Yeah. I think it's, based, it's 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 important for the listener to understand what a uh, the differences between a theocracy and a monocracy are, and um, a theocracy is basically a form of government in which Jehovah God is recognized as a supreme civil ruler. Mm-hmm. Okay, he then appoints judges. We we, we know the Book of Judges, uh, where God laid out uh, judges as his representatives to basically be the human uh, informant to the children of Israel mm-hmm. and he he also has other human representatives like Moses who basically establishes his his will or rule in the earth now uh, a monarchy on on the other hand is a form of government in which a man is recognized 
as the supreme civil ruler. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is probably the most basic form of government in the world, and 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 and, and a form of government where other governments have have evolved. And uh, and and here in America today, we basically have um, a, a neat, uh, government and economic system where. Uh, you have a highest office in the land. So it, this is kind of where it all comes from. Again, um, essentially, what we see now is people want to rule themselves. And it's no different from when, uh, from what was happening uh, in First Samuel or in the book of Judges. Uh, and, and it says, okay, you can rule yourselves. You can have your own ruler, but there will be consequences to that decision. Mm-hmm. So, um, an, another quick point, Craig, is that we have to understand that the, 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 the sin uh, of Adam and Eve back in Genesis kind of it threw humanity off center with God, such that the fellowship with God was totally broken. And we, we, we know that man was not designed, man was designed to be with God, in God's presence, a, a vessel for God. So, Man was never really created to be separated from the presence of God. So when folk exist for years or even months without experiencing God's presence, they feel as if God has abandoned them. Mm-hmm. This is this is true with with females. And uh, if, if 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 a husband doesn't show his wife uh, the attention that she needs and demands uh, over a long period of time, a woman may interpret that as abandonment. Okay. So when humans feel abandoned, they can't think straight, they tend to stray away. And now you get the woe is me type of attitude. Why doesn't God call me? Why doesn't he speak to me? Why doesn't he show himself to me? Why doesn't he email me? (laughs) (laughs) So people um, from the beginning of of time have have wanted a ruler that they could see, that they could feel, that they could touch, they could admire, they could hate, they could love. They could follow, they could persuade, and somebody that they can criticize. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't love and hate God. Right. It's only it's only <laughs> one way. Yeah. You got to love God, um, and He's not one to criticize or be criticized. And we can't exercise any kind of judgment because He's holy. He's supreme authority. Mm-hmm. So God says. If you will draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh unto you. And that's really the situation we're in right now, even today, is that, you know, what keeps people from drawing nigh to God that makes him Lord and even civil ruler over their lives? Hmm. Well, you you know, Wendell, I understand what you're saying. And, um, of course, you know, we understand it as well because we talk about it a lot. But the average person is in church, or especially African Americans, you know, they believe that it is their duty as a citizen to vote. Now, I'm just going to give you my, a, a little of my own personal uh, thoughts on this, how I feel about it. I've, I've never felt that votes count on the national level. I feel like every president is picked. I, I just feel like there's too much money involved. There's too much power for normal people who are not aware of the inner workings of the of the Illuminati, of the skull and bones, of all the secret societies. That's why they're secret. Everything, the people that rule the world, money rules the world, the love of money is the root of all evil. I believe these things and I take them to heart. So 
when I look at the scope of America and I look at its progression, I just don't believe that we have any say on what's going to happen. But with, th- with that said, I feel like on the local level, maybe state level, city level, uh, in that level, I think that people have more power than they're aware of in making decisions on that level. As a matter of fact, the national tells you to talk to your local if you want certain things done in your community. So, but I think it's a little naive for us to believe that our votes count. And I think it's crazy for pastors to usher their people into the mentality that we are under this kind of rule where, you know, our, our lives or our Christianity or our beliefs are contingent upon a pagan leader. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think many, many preachers today, they think, uh, you know, they have it down to a science and uh, they encourage their members to perform what I call and what I've been educated to do uh, to perform a, basically a, what they call a cost benefit study in finance. But you do this on the presidential incumbents, both Democratic and Republican tickets. So basically what what happens is, Craig, is that um, pastors are encouraging their members to basically take out a piece of paper or go to your computer in the spreadsheet and list the two candidates. Okay, Um, and then you list out uh, the benefits of each candidate as it pertains to their ticket and as it pertains to their interest in establishing rule in the earth. Okay, and then you go to the next column. And you list out all of the cost. So how does this particular uh, uh, candidate cost the kingdom of God? Okay, does he does he support uh, gay marriage? Does he support support abortion? Uh, these types of uh, ticket items that eventually become law and rule in the earth. And so uh, once you've done this study, then you have two candidates that they say that you've shaken out all of the uh, the issues. Okay. And so you basically choose whichever candidate has more benefits to the church than cost, okay? Hmm. Which is, which which just it, it presents the the uh, the average church member a lesser of two evils type of situation. So it's interesting that you you mention um, you know the the hierarchy you know beginning with uh, our local government, but going back to that. Uh, the, 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 the theocratic state and going back to the monarch state, okay, the monarch state says, okay, now I'm under, I'm under the rule and governance in terms of civil matters of the, of the king, of this highest office in the, in the land. So when you take a look at it from the, level, from the local level, you have a mayor and his offices. From the state level, you have a governor and all of his offices, okay? And then above the the state level, you've got government corporations. That's where the CIA, the GSA, the Social Security Administration, all these different uh, government corporations and organizations exist at that level. And then above them, all of your departments, Department of Energy, Department of Defense, Department of State. Um, Above them, you have the three branches of government, legislative, judicial, executive branches, Mm -hmm. until you get to... The president, which is the highest office of the land, and then the president rules based on the Constitution. Okay, so how does God associate himself with this chain of organizations and and people if they're ultimately governed by the prince of the powers of the air? Well, 
God won't get involved in it. Okay? <laughs> he won't he said in he said in first Samuel, and we'll have to go back and visit this, but there's there's a verse there in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8. He said, He will lay down your flocks, and you will end up no better than slaves. The day will come when you will cry in desperation because of this king you so much wanted for yourselves. But don't expect God to answer. Okay? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> well, see, nobody, no, no one has said that because, you know, take Obama, for instance. Obama posed as a Christian and said he was a Christian, even though nothing about him said Christian other than him saying it. Um, but the people are now shocked that he would say it. And yet still, they're still looking for him to be the savior or the one to vote for. Now, 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 why are people so bent on feeling that they upsetting the, the, the black race or upsetting their stance as an American citizen by choosing to not vote for the lesser of two evils? Well, you, we, you have to understand that we've, we've just melded into this culture. I mean, from, from when the slaves were freed, we, we didn't take a, a snack break, Doc. I mean, we just went right into wanting to have what the establishment had. So we adopted everything so we could do what? So we could be a part of the economic system, so we can have some land, some labor, and some capital, and have some empowerment so that we can buy houses, we can buy land, we can buy cars, you know, we can have what they have. So so melding into that culture, um, you, you're going to need some people that are working into on, on your behalf. Because in melding into a culture where... Uh, folk didn't want you to be their equal in the first place. You, you know, you have some. You got to have some. Uh, you got to have somebody representing you. And to represent you, now you got to go back into the, the hierarchy of governments. So I got to get involved at the local level. I got to get involved at the state level. I got to get involved in the corporations. I got to get involved in the in the in the in the, in the, um, in the departments. I got to get involved in the three branches of government. And, and hopefully, I can climb up the ladder one day, and we can be into what the highest office of the land and then surely surely at that time we'd have made it <laughs> and nothing has changed i mean it ain't, it ain't nothing changed nothing has changed it's, it's some, some, some things have changed some things have changed but it's not in the natural well yeah 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 if you put it that if you put it that way that's that that's true well you know I, I get, a, I get a barrage of people emailing me, telling me, you know, and this is just my own personal take. We were talking about it the other day, but they email me and say, well, you know, you, you, sh you should pray for the president, you know, um, and you, but you have to vote. You have to vote and you pray. And so that makes me question, okay, then what is prayer for? What does prayer do? What is praying for our leaders? What, what does that do? Well, you, but you got first. You got to bring everything into the proper perspective. I think Gags Ministries is probably one of the best organizations, Christian organizations in in the land that really bring things, relevant things, into to the right perspective, in the right place, in the right time. Okay, so when you bring First uh, Timothy chapter two into into perspective, and you really analyze it for what it is. Okay, and you're just not making a blanket statement to say pray for your leaders, you know, pray for your leaders, you know, you, and now you have to really, you got to support this whole system. So you, you you basically go out and you vote and you just pray. Well, that's not really what Paul was talking about in in, in Timothy chapter two. It commands us to pray for our governing leaders. It does. You ought to pray. 
okay? But this is God's way of establishing His will. Okay, so we need to pray so that we can have a peaceable society, an organized society, okay? So that we can basically focus on the things of God. So what, what does this mean? We pray for our leaders so we can live in a stable society that will allow the church to focus on God and establish God's will in the earth. But see, now the lines have been blurred, okay, because people won't teach right. <laughs> they won't teach right and they won't tell the truth. But in reality, it looks as if, okay, pray for your leaders. We're, we're, we're trying to do some benefit or some service to these leaders. But it ain't, it's not that way. Right, right. This is for God's will. This right. is for God's glory. And so if we pray for our leaders, then God comes in just like he gave, he gave Pharaoh a chance. Okay, but Pharaoh's heart was hard. God gives these people an opportunity based on our prayers to make some decisions that create an environment so that God's church can be established. But what see what's happened is because people don't they don't teach. They, they, they don't teach and they're not adhere, adhering to the Bible. What they've done is mailed into the culture. <clears throat> and when God is saying, hey, pray for your leaders so that you can have basically a boundary or a hedge around you so that you can do what you need to do in the earth. So policemen won't be coming to your your churches. So people won't be standing outside of your church with M16s. Mm-hmm. You know, but now what we see, now, you know, people going to folks' place of worship, shooting them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. A society is is going the opposite way. Yeah. So the so so and and the thing that gets me is you know these same people. I'm like like I was saying earlier because I don't vote presidential election. I don't vote, um, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I'll tell anyone. They tell me, well, people died for your right to vote. They can't ever show me who those people are that died. But then they say, you know, this is <laughs> this is your constitutional right or your constitutional ob- obligation. Well, it's not, it's not, it, it's my obligation to evaluate it and say, as a born-again believer, there's no way I can cast a lot for someone that I know is going to do evil. I don't care how much good he's going to do. If he's doing evil, then then his, then his good is no good. So I can't do that. But people say that, uh, you know, they feel like I just have to vote. I got to vote for somebody. You have to pick one of them. And then they say pray. So the thing that confuses me is, like you were saying, what are these prayers for? Are these prayers to change that person? Or are these prayers that God's will be established? If it's a prayer to change the person... Then you go pick the lesser of two evils. But if it's a change for if it's a prayer, if we're praying for God's will to be established, yes. then we can't pick the lesser of two evils. You can't pick. You can't pick the. Le- and that's what people won't preach. Now, why won't they preach this, Craig? <laughs> okay, because they they know what man's basic responsibility was, and we talked about this before. Genesis two fifteen. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden to work it and to keep it. Yeah. So man's basic responsibility is to bring to fruition and to preserve the garden. Right. The things in the garden that God has created. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, so, so, so what, what's, what, what has happened over time? Sins come in and now, you know, you've got, you, 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 you basically, you know, the children of Israel are enslaved. And that, that's a whole nother, n- another story. But they got used they're doing stuff in a monarchy system, mm-hmm. okay? In a monarchy, people work to manage man's creation. In a theocracy, we work to manage 
Jehovah God's creation. Wow. Okay. So this is what bruised the people or the children of Israel in in Egypt. And Israel's was they were so bruised as a people that they didn't know what to do without that day-to-day burden of building Pharaoh's kingdom. Okay, so we see the same thing today. Today, under the American system of governments, which is the root or, or, or the offspring of a monarchy, mm-hmm. citizens build what? They build kingdoms for Burger King, Church's Chicken, Chili's, the NFL, Chase Bank, Warner Brothers, Disney, construction companies. Okay, this is what we're doing. Okay. So you say, well, how, how did Egypt or how did Israel end up in Egypt and how do how does God God's people end up in these types of situations? You know, that's really the question. And the, the answer is is every time you look in the Bible, it's because of sin. Wow. <laughs> so sin always takes God's people into bondage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and once they're in bondage, and once they begin to learn the system, see, Will talked about this in the Truth Behind the Black Church, which I hope everyone gets that DVD. He talked. He talked about how once they were in captivity in Babylon, uh, the way to keep them in captivity was to give the best of the slaves positions in that kingdom, because if you give the best positions in the kingdom, then over time they'll forget they're in bondage. Absolutely. They'll get so used to the system and they'll begin to adhere to the things in the system. That's why we have all these Christians that are Freemasons and thinking that they can go to heaven like that. They're Alpha Phi Alpha, Kappa Alpha Psi, they're AKA and and, um, all of these different false god worshiping um, um, have pledged to these false gods and yet they feel like that's the way to make it in this society but they're not considering the fact that all those things do is pull you further away from your creation role or your role that God created you in, which is the theocracy that he wants us to live in. I call it the counterculture. He wants us to be in the world, but not of the world, bringing God's kingdom to this world. Absolutely. Um, I think that I think that what just looking at. Again, the, the 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 psychological bruise that it had on the children of Israel—four hundred some odd years of of slavery—and um, then even 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 with, with within that, um, you see uh, people like like Joseph. Okay, Joseph had a position, like you say, he had that position um, in Pharaoh's house, and you know I would imagine that after a while. You know, it it, it, it just became, uh, it, it, you know, just a, this the way of life. This this is the way it ought to be. This is the way it should be. So we we will continue to push, and push, and push, and push, to establish this monarchy. Um, but you know, that's just that's just history. Yeah. Well. Well. well by Joseph being there in that position, it brought his family there. It brought the children of Israel there, and then over time. When a, a different king came, yeah, then things change, and that's kind of what's what's really happened to the church with Obama. You know, as long as as long as the there was a separation, a real separation of the a Christian Christian uh, agenda, there used to be a separation where the Christians would try to change 
politics, but they weren't infused in politics. But then when Obama came, he was able to bring Christianity in with him and infuse it all together. And then he comes with the announcement that, okay, since we're all infused together, I need y'all to accept gay marriage. I need y'all to accept abortion. And now you got preachers, Holy Ghost filled people, standing up for a man that is fighting against the agenda of the most holy God. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, the, the Christian music industry, uh, I knew we'd be able to get him in here somewhere. <laughs> but the Christian music industry has been setting this up for years. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what these guys want. I mean, they want the license to sin. Okay. In, in, in first chapter Samuel chapter 8 and, and I'll re, I'll, I'm going to let the word of God just preach it because this right here is just just too prophetic and it's still uh, uh, very impactful even today but uh, in first Samuel chapter 8 Israel declares that they want a king they want to end the theocracy and they want to enter into a monarchy they want to be like the other nations who live in sin but then they live without Invasion because what? Because the king has protected them. Hmm. Okay, so again, the first in First Samuel chapter eight, you see Israel rejecting the God as their king, and so I'll read uh, a couple verses here, and it's better than me talking because it tells the entire story. If you start at chapter First uh, Samuel chapter eight verses one. It says, when Samuel got to be an old man, he set his sons up as judges. And we talked about the judges in Israel. Mm -hmm. His firstborn son was named Joel, and his second was named Abijah. They were assigned duty in Beersheba. But his sons didn't take after him. They went out for what they could get for themselves, taking bribes and corrupting justice. Fed up, all the elders of Israel got together and confronted Samuel at Ramah. They presented their case. Look, you're an old man. And your sons aren't following in your footsteps. Here's what we want you to do. Appoint a king to rule us like everybody else. Just like everybody else. <laughs> when Samuel heard that the man give us a king to rule us, he was crushed. How awful Samuel prayed to God. And here's the thing. God answered Samuel. Go ahead and do what they're asking. They're not rejecting you. They've rejected me as their king. From the day I brought them out of Egypt until this very day, they've been behaving like this, leaving me for other gods. And now they're doing it to you. So let them have their own way. But warn them of what they're in for. Tell them the king's way of operation, just what they're likely to get from a king. So Samuel told them and delivered God's warning to the people who were asking to give him to give them a king he said this is the way of the kind of king you're talking about and how he operates he'll take your sons make them soldiers they'll, they'll make chariots they'll be in the cavalry in the infantry they'll be in battalions and squadrons okay so he's going to build an army so he can protect the nation so what do we do in america well as we work and we busy people we trust in our government to do what to protect protect us Okay, so we're making money, we're stimulating the economy, and there you go, the army right there takes care of us. It also goes on to say, he'll put some to forced labor on his farms, plowing and harvesting, 
and others to make their weapons of war or chariots in which he can ride in luxury. <laughs> Making cars. <laughs> He'll put your daughters to work as beauticians and waitresses and cooks. He'll take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your orchards and hand them over to his special friends. He will tax your harvest and vintage to support his extensive governmental system. Wow. Prize work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Your prize workers and best animals he'll take for his own use. He'll lay a tax on your flocks and you'll end up no better than slaves. The day will come where you will cry in desperation because this king you so much wanted for yourselves. But do not expect God to answer. Hmm. But the people will not listen to Samuel. No, they said, we will have a king to rule us. So, so why do, why, and I know you know the answer, I know the answer, this is rhetorical, but I want you to answer it on here. Why do the people always want a ruler over them? Why do they, why, what is the underlying reason why we can't just be ruled by God? Why, do, why must we have, even in the church, on the church level, they treat the pastor like he is God uh, you know these, this whole bishop thing that comes from Catholicism no, no matter what state you put people in they're going to always want someone to answer to even when they were slaves and were free they still went looking for masses why? why is that? you got to have someone who can give you a license to sin <laughs> it can't be that simple <laughs> you got to have somebody okay who's down with the local level, who's down with the state level, who's down with all the government corporations, who's down with all the departments, <laughs> who's down with, with the legislative, executive, judicial branches. And ultimately, this person has the highest office of the land, and he is basically working on behalf of what? The world. The world system. And who owns the world system? Lucifer. <laughs> there you go. Wow. So people reject God for the sake of humanity. So it goes back to the number of man, the mark of the beast, man ruling as gods. What we talked about in our last three or four videos that we've done. It's just that whole idea. It's really the era of man. Area of man, Doc. Yeah, wow, that's that, that's powerful, dude. And I and I want people to realize that because we're not, I'm not just sitting up here a conspiracy theorist that just believes our votes don't count. I just want people to understand that you have the freedom to choose what you want to choose in this election. You do not have to go. Some people go and they write in Jesus Christ, you know, because the, their pastors tell them, go vote for Jesus, vote for Jesus. Well, you're not going to vote for Jesus through a candidate no. that, that doesn't know Jesus. No. So there, there is the Bible. There is no vote system. Here's what is simple, man. Just like you say, can it be that simple? It's just basically to move your heart and your mind over out from under the weight of what's blocking you and God. So, so, so we, so you defined in the era of man, or um, in um, mother of all gods. Yeah, mo mother of all gods. Hey, listen, you know, here in terms of religion, here's what's between you and God. Okay, so now, 
Here we got with a governmental system now that's stacked up. I mean, Satan been at work, Doc. I mean, he's got this stuff stacked up, okay, to where these people can't clearly see God. It's not that God can't overcome it, but people have to get close to God so he can get close to them. Right. And if I can't get close to him because of all his weight and everything that's stacked up, then what I'll end up doing is just going along with the system. I'll go along with the governmental system. I'll go along with the economic system. I'll go along with whatever people tell me that works in this system just so that I can have some peace. Now, what people have to do is that you're going to have to take yourself. You're going you're gonna to have to take yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a power statement. You have to take your heart and your mind out from underneath this religious stack of goods, this governmental stack of goods. You got to take yourself out from under that and get directly in position where you can move up closer to God and get above all that stuff. Yeah, and see, and one thing people don't realize, Wendell, and I'm, I'm just going to say it on here, you're, you're you're very successful in corporate America, so you're not on the outside upset because you can't make it in 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 you can't make it in the system you're actually in the system you're very successful in the system so you're not talking from a person that has that uh you know um on them but you're speaking rather from a person that knows how to balance what you do in the natural for work as a man to provide for your family and understand the spiritual inner workings of everything so you can stay close to god and keep god uh, the priority in your life Absolutely. And then here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, up, it's about no compromise. OK, so um, and one thing I, I, I spoke about a couple of weeks ago was, <clears throat> hey, listen, in, in whatever you do, OK, make sure you don't sign a, 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 a contract or a deal that says, OK, once you get done with producing whatever you produce for God or for man, you can't use the same skill set to go out and witness for Jesus Christ and uplift the body of Christ. I mean, because that's basically our call. I mean, we basically go out, we, 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 we minister to people outside and inside the church. Mm -hmm. So if, if you sign a deal, such as in the music industry, that won't allow you to take the, the works that you just made and go bless somebody else, even if it's for if it's for free, if it's for a shirt on your back, if it's, if it's for food or whatever, however you do it, if you can't openly and, 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 you know, do that for yourself and you got a contract and a system holding you back for that, then that's the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. OK, so, I mean, we can we can have we can have jobs until we can do better. And some of us are close to doing better. Mm -hmm. And so when 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 you can do better and and totally get out, you know, out from under the system, then you do that. But mm -hmm. you can work in the system. Okay, and you can be a witness, you can be a light, and you and you can be one of those who don't compromise. So, you know, number one, I'm not going to compromise and sign up with a company or an organization that requires me to minimize my witness for Jesus Christ. Okay, that's number one. Hmm. Number two, um, you know, in terms of religion and politics, I mean, there's there's really no there's nothing tying people to say, okay, you have to be Baptist or or Methodist or, or whatever. Uh, to, to work at this particular place you have to be democrat or republican people feel pressure from their peer groups hmm. to do that okay so what you got to do is you got to stand and not compromise and say listen when it comes to the place where i earn my income that takes care of my family which that's that's god's will especially if you're a man mm -hmm. okay amen hey. <laughs> 
especially if you're a man, that's God's will for you. You're yeah. supposed, to be, supposed to be providing. And then, you know, in terms of uh, your religion and your politics, you're free. Hmm. Do, I mean, but 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 if you sign if you sign a deal, and in that deal it says, listen, we're gonna take all the goods that you have, and we're gonna tell you, well, okay, I want to go minister to ABC uh, Church. I mean, we have the concert over there, and they're having a thing. I'm, you know. Or recording or whatever, I want to go over there. No, we you can't go over there because we don't believe the same thing ABC does. Now, now you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and, and that makes sense. And and especially one of the important things you said is the peer group. You're saying that it's the peers that put pressure on people, Absolutely. and that and that is why uh, Zuckerberg and these others that were led by Satan to invent. Uh, social networking that, that's the number one issue with social networking is that it's cr- you're creating friends or having friends that aren't really friends and because you label them as friends then their influence actually challenges your beliefs so your peer group the more friends you have the larger the pressure or the more pressure that is on you and then once you're in that pressure these people as soon as you say oh I'm not going to vote you're going to get 20, 30 people saying, you got to vote. That's your right to vote. This, 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 this. Then the church you grew up in, that's your peer group. You chose that place and you feel like you can't leave. If you leave, they tell you, you're going to fall off the face of the earth and die if you leave this church. And So all of these different things, people feel like they're in bondage even though they're free. Like you said, they're free. You're free to choose whatever church you want to go to. You're free to delete and block anybody you want on Facebook. But but people don't think that way. They're conditioned by the system to believe that if they don't go along with the crowd, the status quo, what grandmama, great grandmama or what uncle pastor that's been the pastor for 70 years and won't retire. They got to wheel him in there and and take the microphone to the side of his jaw. You know, just (laughs) people, (laughs) people feel like they can't move out of these things and that's why it's so easy for the enemy to just flip a switch and say you know let the crowd go left and if you're in that crowd you got to move with the crowd yeah yeah you got to stand you can't you can't compromise and it it, it, it's difficult at times but you gotta do what you gotta do yeah and that's what the whole armor of god is for and 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 we'll end this with that but that's what the bible was telling us uh in in ephesians 6 it was telling us to stand no matter what and after you've done all to stand you stand and then it went on to tell us what to put on and the helmet you know uh the, the helmet of salvation to block our ears to cover our ears so that we don't get too many voices we don't get pressure from what we're hearing and it you know it went through all the different uh, 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 tools that we need to fight this fight but people don't want to use those tools at that time they just think well when my rent is low that's time to fight when you know when <laughs> when I'm hungry and can't buy food that's the time to fight but they don't understand the time to fight is when the influence of the prince and powers of the air try to attack you attack you that's when it's time to fight that's when it's time to take the weapons of our warfare because they're not carnal so it can't be carnal issues that we're always fighting but it's all spiritual and man i just want to thank you for coming on i think this information you just shared is very important it's going to help a lot of people because people aren't getting this over the pulpit in a lot of cases there are some people we have abc adamant believers and i'm cool with that i don't have a problem at all being home but but this is a time where the church is in strategic warfare during the election time and they feel instead of consulting with the god in their three theocratic 
society or counterculture, they would rather be in a monarchy where they can have the license to sin. That's it. And so God I, is your ruler. Yep, God is our ruler. And uh, what, you, what 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 are you gonna do election time? Man, you gonna go in and uh and, and select that Mormon, or you gonna? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, you know, I will probably, I I will probably go. And because I like to look at all, I like I like to look at people and how they look at me, and sometimes. And I'll, I'll probably go and look at the technology and stuff. But I, I won't I won't cast the ballot. I, I, you know, I'll go and look at it and see what see what's happening, see the whole process. But I won't cast the ballot. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard for a lot of people, especially African Americans, to hear and to yeah. s- say. But I think I think we're at that time, Wendell. I think it's just time for God to get all the votes. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. Especially from from the church, the people that are supposed to be representing the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, check it out, man. So you got the kingdom of you got we got two kingdoms here that we're dealing with. We got the kingdom of this world, which comprises you know all the ten kingdoms out there: United States, United Kingdom, all these different kingdoms. Okay, they're governed by Satan. All right, and then we got God's kingdom. The church is directly in the God's kingdom. And people are telling you to go and vote for somebody who representing the kingdom of this world. Hmm. I mean, the brother can come and speak at the church and all that. I mean, you can look at him on TV, but you can't put him up as ruler, civil ruler of your life. Hmm. Come on, that's reserved for one person, Doc. That's right. No mediators. <laughs> no mediators. Well, we're closing this out, but I thank you for coming, Wendell, and uh, we'll be back again with another X-Cast real soon. All right, man. Thank you. All right.